Hello. I am joining you today after what feels like actually a million years um, to give you a quick but also delayed update on the very first episode I ever did, which is the Durham Family Murders. Um, Quick background, on February 3rd, 1972, a triple homicide left the small town of Boone, North Carolina in absolute shock. Virginia, age 44, her husband Bryce, 51, and their son Bobby, who was 18, were found dead in their home with their heads draped over the bathtub and their hands tied behind their backs. With little hard evidence to go on, this case has been left unsolved for 50 years. If you have not listened to that episode, um, I encourage you to stop listening to this one, go back to that one, and then meet us here when you're done. If you're already caught up, let's get into it. You're listening to Cold Brew, a true crime podcast fueled by cold brew coffee. I'm your host, Caitlin Brewer, and if you like what you hear, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can find me on social media at Cold Brew Crime to see images related to this episode. All right, so there's no coffee on this episode, (laughs) as I literally just decided to execute this today. I'm currently sitting on my closet floor in hopes that all of these unfolded clothes (laughs) in front of me can dampen any sounds that you may not need to hear. So honestly, I don't know what the sound quality is going to be like. I don't know what my voice is going to sound like. It's fine. We're here. We're doing it. It is what it is. But yeah, I don't have any coffee this episode. Uh, I am, however, excited to share a new cold brew on the next episode. And again, I am always open to new sponsors, new coffee suggestions, new coffee shops, whatever you got at any time. Send them my way. All right, now to this update. So on February 8th, 2022, this year, almost exactly 50 years to the day, the original crime was February 3rd, 1972, um, the Watauga County Sheriff's Office was finally able to close the book on the Durham's case thanks to a tip that came in from a Georgia Sheriff's Office. Billy Wayne Davis, age 81, currently resides in a correctional facility in Augusta, Georgia. He is believed to be the only living perpetrator left in the Durham case. Billy Sunday Burt, Bobby Jean Gaddis, and Charles David Reed have been identified as the other three perpetrators in the Durham murders. Watauga County Sheriff Lynn Hageman stated in a press release that in May of 2019, yes, three years ago, that the Sheriff's Office received a phone call from the White County Sheriff's Office in Georgia They had information that was recognized to be very important in the Durham case. Sheriff Hageman said they immediately began investigating these new leads because they had not had a new lead in the Durham case for like probably 30 years at least. They started conducting in-person interviews with Billy Wayne Davis in September 2019, October 2020, and August 2021. He continued by saying that it was in those interviews that they were able to determine who was responsible through the cooperation of evidence and that they are confident that they know who committed these crimes. The crime scene left at the Durham's home had a lot of similarities to a 1973 case that took place in Georgia. 
This case was known as the Fleming case. Um, In this case, Burt, Davis, Reed, and Gaddis were all involved and charged with crimes related to this case. It became known that these four were part of the Georgia-based Dixie Mafia, which is a poorly organized, which was, I should say, I hope it is not still in effect, a poorly organized network that is thought to have been behind dozens of violent crimes in Georgia and in other areas across the Southeast in 1960 and the 70s. All right, so now what most of us are wondering, what was the actual tip? Why are we here listening to this? So in 2019, Bert's son, Shane Bert, which his full name is Billy Shenandoah Bert, he goes by Shane, was the White County, he was at the White County Sheriff's Office who, like, I have read two different stories. He was either writing this book or he was there to participate for research because this other guy's writing a book about his dad and crimes that happened in Georgia, Um, specifically the Fleming case. I'm going to go with Shane was at the sheriff's office to just learn some more about the Fleming case and other cases that his dad might have been involved in. Anyways, So Shane shared with the sheriff's office that he and his father were very close before his dad passed away. Billy Burt died in prison in 2017 while serving a life sentence for other crimes. Um, Shane said that his dad shared a lot of stories with him throughout his life. And during one of his visits with his dad in jail, he recalled a story in which his dad admitted to killing three people in the mountains of North Carolina during an awful snowstorm and that they almost got caught. After hearing Shane Burt's account of the story, the White County Sheriff's Office contacted the Watauga County Sheriff's immediately. Um, Thankfully, someone there remembered the Durham's case. Davis, the only one that's still living, was then interviewed by the Watauga County Sheriff at the Georgia facility which is where he is serving his life sentence for crimes committed in Georgia. Uh, During those interviews, Davis confessed that him, Bert, Gaddis, and Reed engaged in a hired hit in North Carolina in the mountains, and again, that they almost got caught during an awful winter storm. Davis claimed that he, however, was only the getaway driver uh, and that the other three were the only ones that entered the house that winter night. Jenny Durham, which is the surviving daughter of Virginia and Bryce, shared her gratitude in a statement saying, I would like to thank all of the people who worked for decades on my family's case. I know that they sacrificed many days and weekends in order to work on solving this case since 1972. She then proceeds to thank members of law enforcement individually, and it just became clear that she had a very close relationship with these people after, you know, working with them for 50 years to try to bring justice to her family. You can find the full list of individuals involved in solving this case in the link in the episode description. The main article that I used was written by the staff reporter Moss Brennan for the Watauga Democrat. Currently, no further information has been released on why or who put the hit on the Durham family, and it is unclear at this time if charges are being made against Billy Davis, the only living perpetrator. Cold Brew is written, recorded, edited, and produced by me, 
To be sure you don't miss future episodes, please subscribe to Cold Brew True Crime Podcast wherever you listen. If you like what you hear, I would love for you to share this podcast with anyone you think who might like it. Tell them there will be a new episode soon. You can send any questions or comments about this episode to me on social media at Cold Brew Crime. I really do appreciate all the encouragement you guys have sent my way um, during this extremely long absence. Um, In case you are new here or have missed it, I moved from Hawaii to North Carolina. Um, We bought a house. We start new jobs. Uh, I now have a second child who is close to a year old. And yeah, I'm very busy. So um, being able to block out time. To research these episodes and record these episodes and then edit them is just sometimes seems impossible. So I do really appreciate everyone still encouraging me and motivating me to still try. So it's a nice feeling knowing people actually enjoyed listening um, and in and you know want to listen to more. So hopefully I will be back soon with a brand new episode with a brand new case and a brand new. <laughs> beginning. Um, Thank you guys so much.